The Trivia Music Show of your favorite pop stars. What's up, fam? We're back with another episode of Pop Muse, the pop music trivia show of your favorite stars. And as usual, we search the internet and find less known facts about some of the legends, big names, mega stars, and of course, some cool cats from the international and national stage to fill you in on. And let's see if you know as much as you think you know about some of your favorite stars in music. I'm TJ Reed, and of course, I got Yoon Chi with me in the studio. What's going on, man? Hey, people! Good to have you back to our show. It's Yoon Chi here. That's what's up. And you got somebody special for us today, right? The person I'm talking about today, he is a celebrity that's been tortured by his own What? fame. What? Okay. That's a little bit ridiculous because normally people chase after fame,、mm, right? Mm, And right. he doesn't like it, and he doesn't enjoy it even one bit. Interesting. Hmm. All right. All right. Interested in hearing a little bit more about that. Of course, there are stars out there who、yes. are a little bit disgusted by some of the fame, which is interesting. And、um, and I got a really special artist that I would like to introduce today from a multilingual background. So、mm. really cool, really interesting, really exotic, and、um, I think that you will probably know who this person is when I start dropping the details. So You're talking about the audience, right? But you, <laughs> not me, and you, sure <laughs> because you I'm probably... not that confident if I can <laughs> guess it right. And guys, just another quick disclaimer. Most of the facts that we find are internet-based, so bear with us on some of these quote-unquote facts. If there are any inaccuracies, feel free to reach out to us, and we would love to hear from you on that. So let's not waste any more time. Let's get right to it. So, fact number one, and this is according to Biography.com. This artist was born in Madrid, Spain. To a famous、okay. national singer. Okay, his father is of Spanish descent. His mother was a journalist, and she's from the Philippines and had Spanish and Asian Filipino ancestry. So, yeah, a little bit of a mixture there. Didn't know that when I was growing up, but、um, oh, so you, did, you couldn't tell if this musician couldn't was tell that he had any、Spanish. Filipino. Well, I knew I knew he had Spanish ancestry, right? But I didn't know that he had a、uh, you know、like、authentic Spanish ancestry. Right, right, right. Right, right from the、uh, from the homeland, I guess you can call it of、right. Spanish. I, I do speak un poco de español. Poco, but, <laughs> un poco. You mean poquito? <laughs> un poco. It's poquito. That, that's poquito. Yeah, a little bit. Okay, <laughs> un poquito de español. But I don't know that many like artists from Spain or、mm, South America. Okay, yeah, but so I'm not sure if I'm gonna know this person. All right, all right. Well, cool. At least, well, and that's something else that we again that we offer on this. Program、um, artists that you don't you're, you're not aware of. You learn a little bit more about them, and who knows? Always you, interesting stories. Always interesting, right? So, unfortunately, his parents separated when he was quite young, and by the time he was a teenager, he decided to follow in his father's footsteps. But secretly, okay. okay. So following his father's footsteps,、mm. but he has to do it secretly. He wanted to do it secretly because he didn't want his father to know, because so that he could present it as a surprise to his father. You know, I think sometimes there are when your one of your parents is really good at something. Okay, a lot of、yes. people look at you. He doesn't want the、like、pressure. The expectations are really、yes. really high. 
And um, I mean, I would imagine it's probably the same for like you know Michael Jordan's son or <laughs> you know anybody who yeah, especially Will Smith's son in acting. Yes, right. I think people joke a lot about his son、mm, these days. Yeah, there were some reports that came out about、um, you know some pressure that his son was facing, and as he's going through adolescence and you know a lot of things swirling around about、yes. that. But yeah, the pressure is real. For... It's always difficult to live under the shadow of your parents. Exactly, especially if they if they're you know. If they're well known or they're the great, they're, they're really great in, at something, you know. Okay, now I get it. Why he's doing this secretly? Yeah, and he didn't really want the aid from his、uh, his dad. He wanted to kind of, and I think that's something else too. Oh, wanting, that's cool. Wanting to do something on your、right. own doesn't rely his parents, his、yeah. father's fame or resources at all. Exactly, and it's kind of cool to like step right into something because you know you have family connections, but it's just, it's a different thing to to do it from the ground up without any support. So、Touché. I think that's kind of something that he wanted. To、uh, to do, and according to Biography. dot com, this artist mentioned that he wasn't really looking for a record deal when he first started, but he just really liked to sing, and that was just his thing. He would go and he would sing on corners and on the street with his friends and this kind of thing. So cool. Yep. So let's move on to fact number two. This is according to SoCurrent. dot com. <laughs> He wanted to start his career, as I mentioned before, without the help of his father. So he recorded a cassette under the last name of Martinez. So he didn't want to use his dad's name at all. Okay,、and、so the name is not Martinez. Then. <laughs> so it's not Martinez. <laughs> One wrong answer eliminated. Yes. <laughs> without telling his father,、uh, he sent them to producers, and he had to borrow money from his nanny to do so. I mean, obviously these things. His nanny. Yeah, his nanny. Why which, he has to borrow money from his nanny? Well, you know. You know, his father was a a big name singer, so he was on tour、okay. a lot. Yeah. So unfortunately, he wasn't really he didn't have a big hand in raising him, and、um, obviously with the divorce from his mom, she wasn't really in the picture either. So he was practically raised by his nanny. So she's like the closest person for him to maybe one day if he needs to borrow money. Then right. The first person that he thinks about is. The nanny, <laughs> which is a little bit weird because yeah, normally it's <laughs> you picture a nanny as being not so wealthy.、Mm. I'm not sure if that's the right way to put it, but、right. it might be normally the normal occasions. It might be the nanny borrowing money from the family <laughs> that she works for, unless they're just paying her really, really good. I mean, his dad is a you know world class artist,、okay. which could be. And I think this is a substantial tip or hint for those out there who may have a little bit of a lat. Flair or flavor because or because、music. his nanny was famous too. <laughs> <laughs> Not from the nanny,、no. <laughs> but you know the, his old man was、uh, is a big name and he's coming out of Spain. So okay, big tip right there.、Um, after graduating from high school, he enrolled in the University of Miami, where he intended to study business. But of course, the world of music kept calling him, and after a year of college, he ended up dropping out. And so when he finally released his album, he dedicated it to who his. Nanny.、Oh. Okay, that makes sense because she was like his patron. Yeah, yeah. So she was investing in his career, and it's time to see the return of profit. <laughs> see, it sounds so economical when you put it that way. But it's, I'm sure there was a lot more love, and it was more、right. of like a parent-child. Seeing your child growing yeah, up, yeah, so of course, kind of of proud course. feeling. So yeah, as I mentioned before, she pretty much、um, took care of him because of his, you know, his parents weren't really in the picture, and、uh, he was sent. To Miami, 
after his grandfather was kidnapped in Spain, and um, and his life wow. was his life was in danger. So the family, you know, including the nanny and uh, and the singer, they moved to the United States and they went to Miami. And they left、time. the grandfather alone in in Spain. <laughs> well, I guess he turned out okay. He okay. was a, you know he wasn't、uh, murdered or anything, but he was kidnapped. But、so. now I'm intrigued with the story of his grandfather. Yeah, I know. I am too. I was trying to find out more information on that, but that was all that was there. I mean, I'm not sure if it was related to his, you know, his、uh, high-profile dad or what that, you know, if there was、uh, some kind of、so、like took care of ransom、it. situation or or whatever. But yeah, that happened, and for that reason, he, that's what any that's what ended up、uh, triggering the move to Miami. And so this, the first album, as I mentioned before, was named after his nanny called Elvira. 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 Okay,、right. sounds Spanish. Yes. So that again, big hint for a lot of people out there who follow this, this artist. <laughs> this <laughs> so let's move on to fact number three. This is according to IMDb and YouDiscoverMusic.com. His nicknames, and he's got a, a long list of nicknames, but I can only, I'm only going to quote two. One is called the Supernova. Okay, I could probably guess why. Like a rising new star, as yeah, something that with a lot of energy and power, and then the Latin lover, and I can totally see that in his music. <laughs> <laughs> He had a signature mole. On his face, that、um, you know, is really that sounds like a hint for a big hint for no offense, a, a lot of people, and, and and for those that may not think this is a big hint, it, it's kind of common in Western culture for moles to be kind of hot. You know, I'm not sure if you've heard of Cindy Crawford, but she was. I, but I know Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe, she's on my list too. She's got a, like an iconic mole on right, the, like below her nose, her cheek, the, or somewhere. The, yeah, below, above her lip or whatever. Right. But that, and Cindy Crawford also has this same. Yeah, it depends on where the mole grows. Sometimes it can be <laughs> ugly, but I don't know. Maybe for the celebrities, that's probably the reason why they became famous because they grow. This the mole happened to be growing on the perfect. <laughs> Spots. He said, "Growing. Sometimes they protrude out. Sometimes it's just a spot、okay. on your face. It's fake. Sometimes, right? Not fake. It's something that's it's a spot on your like a, a sunspot or a birthmark or something like that. Okay, the color the pigmentation." Of that area of your skin is darker, but it doesn't. It's not something that completely grows out of your skin. It's 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 kind of hard to explain. But for some、uh, so、people, I, I, like Robert De Niro, this actor, he has a signature mole, and that one kind of protrudes out of his face a little bit. Okay, I guess the mole isn't as big hint as I expected, <laughs> because there might be. I'm not. I don't know too many American celebrities, but I guess、mm. there are quite many of them. Yes, possess a, a mole list, and I think that's interesting because I know here in、uh, in China these things. Are not considered that attractive, right? A lot of people、um, go out of their way to try to get rid of these, especially ladies. They try to get rid of these imperfections. I know people would go for medical surgeries to re- remove the moles、yeah. because I heard somewhere that moles sometimes can, they can be a little bit unhealthy. They might contain the risks for future health problems.、Mm, possibly, possibly. That's what I've heard from some people, but well, why they remove the moles? Right, but I think it's more of a vanity situation. Like sometimes、mm. with the、uh, the not fre- good looking fre- freckles, for example. Right. Okay. There's this、uh, infatuation with having a clear face where there's no blemishes at all. But there was a couple of years that freckles came back in trend, and yeah, one night then everybody wants freckles and moles <laughs> on their faces. That would be kind of a cool thing to see. It would be interesting that people are going to the clinics to have moles installed on their、right. faces. <laughs> 
That was pretty cool. But for this particular singer, he had the signature mole removed because a doctor did, in fact, say or advise that it could be cancerous. Okay, so it is dangerous. It like can be health potential problems. Right, can possibly be cancerous, but not all of them. There's a lot of people who have them and have them for their entire lives, and there's no problem. Um, a little bit more about this artist's health because I found this to be really interesting. Mm. He's um, well for a lot of people, especially the ladies. He's seen as an extremely handsome guy on the outside, but on the inside, he has a rare medical condition called situs inversus. Okay, never heard of that. And uh, this is where the orientation of several uh, internal organs in your body is reversed compared to regular anatomy. So, so for example, our hearts are normally on the left side of our chest. So for him, it's on the right. It's on the right side, right? And like okay. different organs and parts of the body are, it's just, it's, in, it's reversed. So if the doctor doesn't know that, if you go in for some kind of operation, it could be a little bit alarming. That's usually... Possibly make a mistake. That's usually the character in the story, in the film story. Mm. It's like the the hero was shot by the villain to his heart, and then later the villain found out his heart was on the other side of his body. <laughs> A little bit more about this guy. At the beginning of his career, he squared up with U.S. radio legend Howard Stern, and um, the DJ shared some footage of him uh, singing somewhere, and his vocals were a little bit off key. So of course, Howard Stern, being Howard Stern, he kind of attacked him, kind of said that he couldn't sing and this kind of thing and this artist ended up going to his studio and brought his guitar and showed him like actually I can sing and he sang a couple of songs yeah he completely confronted it and it earned him a lot of good press and established his credentials as one of the most exciting new pop acts of his generation and in the states he got really big from this radio uh, appearance and Howard Stern is really big in the states for being someone that's really frank sometimes a little bit obscene with his language but um, but I guess for this time he was a little bit framing or the the <laughs> statements that he gave out for this singer wasn't particularly no, true well it wasn't really nice and if you didn't address it then it would just be kind of like an attack but I think yes. it's kind of cool that this artist just confronted him directly and says you know what yeah. I'll come to your studio and I'll prove to you that I can actually sing yeah because it wasn't true because it wasn't true that's right let's move on to fact number four and this is according to biography.com. This artist, and this could be a really, really big fact for those um, fans out there. He struck up a relationship with Russian tennis star Anna Kornikova after she appeared in the music video for his song Escape in 2001. So despite being uh, well-known in their respective fields, they managed to keep this romance under the radar, even when the couple gave birth to twins. So it's like so. The, the press and everybody only knew they were dating they were together after yeah. the birth of that twins pretty much so they they keep a low profile and they're you know one of the few artists i think where their romance isn't like very public and everyone knows what's going on with them so yeah that's smart i would say a lot of brothers should probably try to follow yeah. this because normally uh, most of the time it's bad things coming out of press yeah but it's such you know we've said it before on the show good press bad press it's all press all press is good press because it gives you exposure publicity and publicity and people remember you and you're at the you know, right. you're on people's mind and so but it's gonna screw up your family and the relationship possibly 
Probably, yes, yes. depending on on what happens and what angles they take. And speaking of press, this artist actually got into a little bit of a scandal, and this this was the uh, the Sex and Love tour. (laughs) Go figure, right? (laughs) So, very blunt name, very blunt name. But in one place, the concert didn't really go over very well. I mean. You know, in some locations, okay, there are a lot of li- more liberties that you can take with your appeal. Do you agree? Mm. But some places you kind of have to make sure what's, uh, how do I say this, culturally permitted, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, this artist being who he is, some delicate clothing items were thrown on the stage. And that, yeah, that was a problem. Okay, the concert sounds like it's pretty much worthy of its name, the title, mm, Sex and Love. Right. Also on that same tour, um, and this is according to the New York Post and the Associated Press, this guy almost lost his fingers when he tried to snatch a drone out of the out of the air. I mean, I guess... Snatch a drone out of the air? <laughs> yeah. So I guess there was a drone covering yeah. his concert. It's like a mini chopper, a mini helicopter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for, I don't know. Maybe he thought it was a good idea at the time, and he just jumped up and tried to snatch it out of the air, and he almost lost his fingers. Yeah, I think he probably got over his head because he was getting <laughs> quite excited in the concert. Of course. Yeah, yeah. But I guess he kept going with it. I mean, he uh, continued performing, even though his hand was bloody, and he was like some blood got on his t-shirt or whatever but mm. i mean it was it was still pretty hot and the, the fans loved it and kept performing so i call that professional showmanship then <laughs> or the spirit of showman right right but yeah not a really good end to that concert but something that's very notable and probably something that the fans out there may remember and definitely know who might I'm have been a viral seen. video on youtube <laughs> right <laughs> most deaf let's move on to fact number five and this is according to biography.com this singer is the first latin artist to have the most number one singles on latin billboard charts history uh he's made 10 okay. albums and again i'm gonna drop an album title here insomniac was released in 2008 and he did the official song for the uefa europa league. europa yeah the uefa europa league 2008 and this was can you hear me which he sang at the soccer league's finale so he's recorded ads and provided songs for major brands like um doritos i'm not sure if you've ever had these chips before uh yeah <laughs> doritos <laughs> of course of course pepsi tommy hill figure atlantico and then of course he did some soap opera theme songs and a number of others and he acted or he made some guest appearances on a popular hollywood film called once upon a time in mexico not sure if you've seen that but the name kind of rings a bell yeah you know who antonio banderas is right the name doesn't ring a bell but (laughs) the face might does (laughs) probably probably and uh he he showed up in two and a half men and how i met your mother okay yeah i've watched the last one how i met your mother how i met your mother but i guess he wasn't one of the main cast no no i think he just made an appearance in some probably don't recognize him possibly so with everything that i've given you who would you guess this person is i mean he's got a really famous dad out of spain right and uh he's pretty much the top latin singer in uh in history that could be misleading <laughs> <laughs> right i know right someone's probably going to message me about that and let me know that i'm wrong that accolade has changed at some point but mm. and it's according to uh, this source but um if you had to guess any any uh any names come to mind 
I don't have a lot of ammunition in my database to throw as like Spanish singers, but I know there's one, and、uh, for sure his song stayed atop the Billboard chart as Latin music for. I would say for quite long. I don't know specific how long, but all right, yeah. So, so I'm not sure if by any chance this person is Luis Fonsi. You know the one for Despacito. Oh, Despacito, and then it's Spanish. <laughs> None of us could sing it. Right, right. Okay, well that that's a valid guess. I thought you were gonna say Pitbull, but um, don't know that name. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. And you have to do. I'm gonna have to do one about him too, because that's that's another、um, big star. All right, let's hear what the judges have to say about that. <laughs> Well, you know what?、Uh, you still get points for guessing. And, let、um, me down, Luis. <laughs> well, this artist is Enrique Iglesias. Okay, that name sounds super Spanish. Yes, from his father, Julio Iglesias.、Hmm. Very big name out of Spain. Most、uh, Latin-speaking, or、uh, well, at least a lot of my Latin-speaking friends are aware of Julio and, of course, Enrique. And this artist has sold over 137 million records worldwide, making him one of the best-selling Latin artists ever. And he sold more number one songs on the Billboard charts than any other single male artist. And in the years since he first came onto the scene, Enrique has achieved international stardom in ways that rivals his dad's career. And Billboard has even gone as far as to label him the king of Latin. Latin pop or、mm. the king of dance. So sounds like he really did make his father proud. I think so. Right. Yeah, yeah. If I were his father, I'm gonna be proud. Absolutely. But I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> And I got a couple of tracks that I'd like to share for、so、you guys today. Some songs that I remember growing up listening to back、mm. in、uh, the 2000s time frame. First up, I got Bailamos, followed by Be With You. Check it out. In your hands, 
That was Be With You by Enrique Iglesias. Love his music, especially the stuff that I grew up listening to back in the 2000s. But his stuff these days is also really good. A lot of energy. Definitely something that you can take to the dance floor and meet a beautiful stranger. Love his music. <laughs> yeah, the first song is named uh, Bailamos, Bailamos, which is Spanish for Let's Dance. Let's Dance. Yeah, but not just that particular song. I think a lot of Spanish music tunes, they are very rhythmic yeah. and danceable. Of course. Yeah, that's yeah. part of the reason I want to learn Spanish because this culture, <laughs> language is so full of rhythm and passion. Yes. And uh, I can't roll the R very well. I mean, I, I could, you know, the for example, if there's a word that has the two R's, it's... Berro. Oh, see, Berrito. See, yeah, yeah, you, you got it, man. I, I can't do that. I think that's pretty awesome. So you, you definitely took some classes. I did. <laughs> right. How about some dancing classes? Did you take any like Spanish? I really, sa- want, I really wanted to. Yeah, salsa? I did take some salsa classes yeah, me too. I, I'm not sure I don't want to defame the Chinese but I think <laughs> as a Chinese I don't really have that dancing gene you don't in, think so in huh? my body <laughs> yeah but I really do want to I'm sure there's some, my dancing skills I'm sure there's some Chinese out there that will rival that yes. statement that you made because yes, yes there's... I'm probably the, the sucky one among <laughs> the Chinese for dancing so Yun Chi who you got for us today man so this musician's style is largely Chinese folk uh, with a bit of indie vibe in it because mm. he likes to incorporate uh, lesser known, uh, some peaceful sounds from ethnic groups right. and the nature. Nice. And yeah, I think, I guess the worst nightmare for indie musicians is to become mainstream. <laughs> and yeah. unfortunately, this musician, his music became mainstream. Wow. Yeah, and that caused <laughs> a lot of conflict, self-confliction to this guy as a mainstream indie indie musician mm, yeah because indie is something that's not well known to the masses and so if your music just happens to explode out of that uh subgroup then it's uh, i guess it would be a little bit overwhelming yeah it's kind of right? like a disgrace to your pride of being an indie which is i still find that phenomenon to be so weird because again for most
most musicians, you want to be recognized. You want people to listen to it and yes. appreciate it, and you want that exposure. Most, yeah, most musicians are. Yeah, I think so. A small part of them, they are proud of being kind of like a higher class or a subgroup. Okay, yeah, I'm yeah. not sure if I would call it a higher class, but I mean, yes, but being different or a subgroup is,、uh, you know, you, where you appeal to just certain a certain group of people, your kind of people. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of、right. nice to have this、um, crowd of people who think and feel like you. But when you become the big name, and yeah, and it's a shame when you become mainstream. A lot of the, a lot of those fans from their subgroup, they kind of feel like you've betrayed them. Yeah, you've sold out. <laughs> no longer an indie. Yeah, that well, that's what it is to be indie, right? And it's like, oh, you went Hollywood now. You're no、yes. good to us. Right, so let's come down from the passion of those Spanish music. In 1994, this artist dropped out of college in the second year and started creating music. And by that time, he wasn't really making any money. Okay. And then later, it was his mother reminded him that he may need to start making some money. And then <laughs> she reminded him. <laughs> sounds like subtly. It <laughs> sounds yeah, like she was tired of paying for him, right? I. I, I <laughs> It could be, yeah. That sounds the most legitimate guess. Yeah, because the word means remind. Is like you know, it's about time that I、um, just want to let you know. Yeah, to move out of the nest. Your rent is starting to stack to up. Getting tired of paying for it. So、uh, right.、Yeah. And later that he met with a famous producer, signed into his label, released a single, and also right at the start of his music career, he changed his name. But when we talk about like Chinese people changing Chinese name, it's different. Different from the Western musicians. How so? Yeah, because the name, is, the language is different. If you think about the English names that are being changed by the celebrities, the reason might be because the name is a little bit mouthful.、Mm -hmm. Like I don't know, Mark Zuckerberg. Is that a mouthful for you? Zuckerberg. <laughs> That's not a common last name, isn't it? Ah,、uh, it depends on your, you know, your ethnic、uh, background, but.、Uh, Right, and、uh, this NBA player Yanis Antetokounmpo. Oh, Antetokounmpo, he's African. Yeah, yeah number thirty-four for Milwaukee Bucks. Right, right, right. In, you know that in China, the Chinese NBA fans call him Brother Ladder. <laughs> Brother, brother ladder, brother ladder, like climbing up a ladder because he's so tall, or、uh, as in the letter alphabet ladder.、Oh. <laughs> brother ladder because his name is too mouthful to pronounce.、Uh, right. Okay. Yes, but that's for that's the cases in the English names, but for, for the Chinese names, it's usually the writing, the character. Anta the Kompo is not English, but I know what you mean. You're trying to say names that are not、yes. Chinese, right? Yes, like in the <laughs> alphabet, in, in the letters order. Yes. Got it, got it. Yeah, but for the Chinese characters, it's, it's usually the word alone being too convoluted, and people won't get your name when they look at it.、Mm -hmm. So for, I'm, I can give you some examples. I, I guess you know Yao Ming. So his last name has nine strokes. So that means oh, so you, now you're talking about calligraphy when you're actually writing the name down on paper. Right. It has a lot of different. You have to strokes stroke it in、like、a certain way. How many way. strokes it takes for you to write this? Okay.、Name. Yeah. This is a different concept. I mean, for those of you listening out there who have never written anything down in Chinese, there is a certain way that each stroke, you know, needs to be done. Like stroke one, stroke two, stroke three. You can't just write, you know, a Chinese character <laughs> the way you want. Okay. There's a certain, yeah, I guess order of how it's supposed to be right. done. Right. Or just 
take it as steps. How many steps for you to right. finish? So his Yao name? Ming has nine, nine of strokes. These. Okay, <laughs> which is interesting because it's a really short name, right? Yao Ming. Yeah, and well, Yao. This word alone, Yao. This word alone takes nine strokes. Oh man. Okay. And Jackie Chan was or also in Chinese Cheng Long. So the word Cheng takes six strokes to finish. Wow. And Jet Li. And Bruce Lee, both martial artists、mm. and and actors, their last name Lee takes seven strokes to、wow. finish. Wow, <laughs> that's funny. And for this musician I'm introducing today, his original last name takes seventeen strokes. Seventeen strokes. strokes. Wow, that's、okay. not mouthful.、Yeah. That's handful. Yes, <laughs> that's handful. <laughs> Seriously, I'd probably change my name too. That's a, that's a lot of work. Yes. So he, after changing his last name, the strokes went down from seventeen to six.、Mm, okay. So, sounds like a legitimate reason to change your last name, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? I guess if you have to write your name a lot, right? Right. Especially during the Signing all those signing autographs. Signing biographies. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Let's move on to the second fact. So this musician, his parents were highly achieved scientists. Okay. They were both working the same university. His mother was one of the first female computer engineers in China. Oh, that's pressure. Right.、Okay. And his father was a physicist researching. Okay, I hope I can pronounce this right. Magnet. <laughs> <laughs> magnetosphere, magnetosphere, okay, and space plasma, and he's also a member of International Academy of Astronautics. Wow, okay, very highly achieved. So he grew up in. That this... sounds like a lot of pressure for their kids. <laughs> <laughs> you、I'm、got、serious. that.、Yeah. You actually got that right because this family they grew up in this faculty. They grew up in a faculty. <laughs> they grew up. They grew up in the in the community for the faculty member of the university.、Uh-huh. And the kids of other professors they usually have. High aspirations as a kid, of course, because coming out of that family background, yeah, just imagine like they grew you... up in a faculty, man. They, their playground was a chemical lab, right? <laughs> That's a very good expression for the, his childhood. Yeah, I guess it's like he was living around these people full of like Sheldon Cooper,、mm, Elon Musk. Yeah, you, you either want to be on Mars or Jupiter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that makes Earth, Earth isn't exciting enough. We got to get now. Yeah,、planet. you got to get out of here. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> So this made his parents to have very high expectations on him and his big brother to follow on the academic path,、right. as his parents did. And his big brother loved music as a teenager.、Mm-hmm. And this musician, he used to watch his brother play guitar and sing, and that's what got him in- interested in music. Later, his feeling became admiration when his big brother left home alone to Shenzhen and tried making living on busking. Oh wow!、So、okay. Like like that's a very heroic move. I guess you、kids. can identify with that, right? Basking in the streets. Well, I did, but I didn't leave home alone, <laughs> being the rebellious kid. <laughs> And because of his big brother was quite a rebellious kid, so that makes his parents to have even higher expectations on him because that's the only son they have to be a good boy. Yeah, the, the first one, I guess, <laughs> it's like they gave up on him. It's just like okay, so now it's all up to you to bring us home the、uh, you know the honor. Right. That's right. And ironically, his big brother eventually returned back home and became a businessman.、Mm. And but this musician, he has never left the career as being a musician. Okay. Okay. Now let's move on to fact number three.、Mm. He released his second album on his thirtieth birthday in two thousand three. 
He was personally in charge of composing and writing lyrics for all the songs in this album. And the name of this album was inspired by a poem from an Indian poet. It's called Rabindranath Tagore. Oh wow! Kudos for trying to attempt to say this name correctly. <laughs> <laughs> I actually made it the first try, right? And、uh, so the the poem from Tagore was "Let life be beautiful like summer flowers and death like autumn leaves." So、okay. that album pushed this musician to his. That's a pretty、style. cool、uh, album title, I think. You know, I mean, just finding beauty in both realms of life, whether it's in life in or it's the in death. seasons, in the nature, yeah, as, as a metaphor. For life, life and, and death. death. Life, you know, death doesn't have to be this miserable experience. It can still be beautiful. So、uh, that's, that's pretty cool, right? So this album was able to push this musician to his stardom, and、uh, after just several months, his appearance fee skyrocketed to the top three in China. Okay, and then, from that title alone, that title is pretty awesome. <laughs> so it's, it's <laughs> thanks to that poet. And next year, in 2004, this musician won several awards from MTV Asian Music Awards because of this album. And then the next year, in 2005, he married a famous Chinese actress, and he, then he became 26 on Forbes China Celebrity 100. So till now, this story might sound like this guy is on top of his life right now. He's on the path to success as a musician, but the fame actually brought pain to him because he's. Kind of like a very simple and unsophisticated person. He doesn't really want a public attention.、Hmm. He wants to focus on his music. Okay. And you wouldn't imagine that after he became so famous, he actually refused to attend all kinds of events or to socialize with people working in the music business.、And、of course, he got his money, right? Okay, so he's like, I don't need to attend these things anymore.、I'm、but、good. there was like、uh, the opportunity to make even more money, but he turned down. Well, he's just not greedy. I mean, if, I guess if you're sitting on a decent fortune and people offer you more money, you may not want to take it because you're not in that need to just, you know. I mean, there's some people who just continue; they're on the grind nonstop, even though they have money, they just keep going for it. And I think Fifty Cent's one of these guys. You know, he just since、mm, the momentum of his、right. career started, he hasn't like really gotten off that treadmill. He, he just keeps. Going and going and going and getting into all kinds of different things. I'm not familiar with the story of Fifty Cent, but、yeah. how did he end up eventually? Well, he's producing TV shows now, so even more successful. Yeah, more successful than music. So it's like, yeah, but you know, for some people, they're happy with just making you know a little bit of money. Getting a little bit of success, you know. He said he married a beautiful, you know, an actress. An actress, right? that's right. So I think some of those milestones might have been met in his life, and he's like, "I'm done. I'm good. I'm checking out." Yeah, already successful enough at the age of twenty <laughs> something. Right, right. Yes, and but for this particular musician, he chose to step away from the. Publicity,、mm. and so he became famous with his second album in 2003, and it took 14 years for him to produce the next album. 14 years, right? Wow. So some, he really didn't. He were he really wasn't that interested in making money no more after the second album. Oh man, that's、um, hmm. interesting. Maybe well, his wife is still working, so I guess he's got it all made. You know, he doesn't need to make any more money until his wife is like his mother once told him, "You should go and make some money." <laughs> guess he needs that reminder, right? Every now and then.、Uh, no, that didn't happen. No, it was just a joke. <laughs> 
But he did, and that's actually fact number three. And after over ten years, he re- he reappeared for the first time in a music show as the performing singer. And when he was asked for the reason of why he finally started attending TV shows, he was actually very upfront and told them that he needed money during that time. <laughs> yeah, I guess the the fortune. Yeah, I'm he just made. here. I'm just here because I ran out of money, guys. Yeah, I ran out after ten years. <laughs> ten years. I spent my fortune. And now I'm back for more. Wow, yeah, that's pretty incredible. Some artists or some big name people do that.、Uh, there's、uh, one guy I really love and respect in the world of boxing.、Uh, his name was、uh, Mike Tyson. Right. You know, he's、Everybody、one knows that. Yeah, he's a, he's made a fortune from his fights, but you know, after certain aspects of his life, that kind of went downhill, and you know, he lost a lot of that money. And he was really straightforward about his comeback, and he was just like, "Yeah, I'm just here to I'm just fighting to、uh, pay my bills right now. You know,、so. to entertain people now." But it's it's kind. Of, it was a little bit sad because it's like you know you want to see this person doing it because they loved it and not just doing it because they're just trying to make money. And there's almost like this disconnect. I mean, people want to hear your passion, especially in the world of music. They want to hear your passion and、um, who、That's、you、right. are through your music. But if you're just putting an album together just to make some money, it just it takes a little bit of that、um, that the authenticity of your work. It just kind of drains it a little bit. Damper, yeah, dampers it a little bit. That's a kind of a, a paradox for people working as a celebrity,、um, actors, musicians, because it's a paradox because you are making stuff. You want to make stuff that you're proud of, but at the same time, you also have to make stuff that's gonna sell.、Mm, yeah, and、uh, if you really wanna. Appeal to those fans out there. You have to put on a face that you're not necessarily proud of, <laughs> but that face might gonna be able to win fans for you. I, you know what? I disagree to a certain extent because I think if you're a true musician and a true artist, you have to find you can... ba- the balanced point. I don't even think that. I think that maybe at the beginning of your career, there's a little bit of that manipulation going on. But later, as you develop into who you are, and people have accepted you for the type of musician that you are, you、mm-hmm. can literally do anything, and people will still follow you because they love your music, they love what you, what you stand for, who you are, and you don't need to follow the orders of a record label because that's normally where that influence comes from. Oh, you need to wear this, you need to do this, be you yourself, because they're trying to get their money, and they want you to. Fit that commercial mold so that they get their ROI from you. You know what I mean? ROI, return <laughs> on investment, more or less. Right, <laughs> right. So、And、you're talking about I'm economic. <laughs> But when you, I guess, transcend these record labels, that's a certain stage of the music game that some of these stars that they've been able to reach, and that's kind of a cool thing. But if not, then yeah, you do have to wear these masks, and you have to appease certain people, which can be a form of like a prison of some sort. That's why a lot of the persona for the celebrities they might eventually collapse because. They have put on the faces, and、uh, we have almighty press or paparazzis,、mm. and they're gonna dig out the the things they are hiding from the public. Yeah,、right. for sure. Okay, before we end, I have some final random facts for you. Random facts, all right. Right in 2004, his Mandarin song "Radio in My Head" became the promotional song for Motorola, one of the phones of Motorola. Okay. And in 2001, his Mandarin song "Dash Out of Your Window" became the Mandarin promotional song for Microsoft's Windows XP operating system. And in 2014, he created a song for a movie, and it became one of His signature songs and Westlife performed this song in Mandarin during an online concert at the end of the year. You know 2021. what? Westlife. I've heard this name.
name so often since I've been here in China. So you've never heard about it. But before, before I came, came to China, I've never heard of this band. I don't know. Maybe I'm not the market. I'm just you know. I, I, I've never yeah, because you're not in China, so that's why you're not the market. <laughs> yeah, sounds like、uh, Westlife. They're targeting the、uh, Asian or maybe specifically Chinese market. They have a lot of listeners in China apparently because a lot of people really love their music and they're they're from the states, right? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> they are not Chinese. They are white. <laughs> That's all I know. But well, they、yeah, could be from anywhere then. So you've literally never heard of Westlife. I've never、before. heard of Westlife until I came to China. Wow. So now you know where their their, their company are spending the <laughs> advertising money to. Yeah. So I, they sang a song from this artist. From this artist in and in Mandarin. In Mandarin. Wow. They are very. Yeah. They're passionate about this this market, man. They, they're trying to get. They're trying to get it. <laughs> That's、in. what I was going、Seriously. to say too. <laughs> Very passionate about this market, man. Okay, that's that's what's up. All right. Okay, so now we have reached the end of the facts for this guy. All right. So TJ, any lucky guess? Hmm. Where's this guy from? Is he from、um, which place in China? So this guy, he's from Beijing. Okay, so he's a Beijinger. Okay, so a Beijing singer.、Mm. Might have crossed him in the underground. And what kind of genre of music is he? I guess it's Chinese folk, plus mixed, mixed with a little bit、uh, pop. Well, you know, one of the clues for me was you mentioned how this person is kind of indie. He has a he incorporates different sounds into his music, and、right. um, for me, since here in China, there's a lot of the 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 the, the ballad sound is really really popular here. Yeah, I have to say the mainstream <laughs> interest is in the ballad category. Right. Well, for this guy, it sounds like,、um, and I, I'm kind of going out on a limb here. I'm just gonna guess, but I. I came across a name, and I listened to some of his music、uh, for another program that I was doing. And I'm gonna guess Pushu. Okay, I have to say, extra points for your pronunciation in his name, and you got him right. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so you didn't? Did you see that、uh, the cover from Westlife on <laughs> his? <laughs> Well, his Mandarin song, <laughs> four、yeah. white guys singing Mandarin. <laughs> right. Yeah, that was a little bit interesting. I had to dig into that because I know Westlife comes in and out of our conversations on this show. So yeah, looks like I lucked out this time. Right. So this singer is Pu Shu. Unfortunately, he doesn't really have an English name, but、mm-hmm. so he's a famous singer. Also the producer for her, also the producer for his own music, and also an actor in a few movies. The songs I'm presenting from him today, the first one is called "Na Xie Hua Er" or "Those Flowers," and that will be followed by the song inspired by the Indian poet, and the name of the song is "Life Be Like Summer Flowers." Sounds good. But before we get to those tracks, man, Yunchi, we're gonna go ahead and call it for this episode of Pop Muse. And for all of you listening out there, thank you so much for joining us for another episode. And be sure to tune in next time for another trivia. I'm TJ Reed. Stay tuned. It's Yunchi here. <laughs> Take it easy, folks. We'll see you next time. See ya. Peace.
的那些话，在我生命每个角落，静静为我开着。我曾以为我会永远守在他身旁，今天我们已经离去，在人海茫茫。他们都老了吧？他们在哪里呀？我们就这样各自奔天涯。啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦，想他。这里。